The life you live determines the brand that you have. Because I believe that culture trumps all when it comes to a brand. Your legacy is your brand, what you're building. We want to inspire a generation of entrepreneurs to fearlessly create things that matter with a community that supports, motivates, and guides them towards victory as they take on the giants standing in their way. This is the Battle Ready Brands Podcast. The economy is constantly changing. Today's brands need a battle strategy that is tested and proven to help them win. Suit up. It's time to get battle ready. And here are your hosts, Matt Kretzman and Brad Parnell. All right, Battle Ready Tribe. So today we're bringing you the founder of Success North Dallas, one of the most successful networking organizations in the city. He has a Rolodex that would put the U.S. government to shame. That's a pretty big statement. <laughs> so over the past 30 years, um, you know, there's been Success North Dallas that's hosted the best regional, national, and international speakers. Its members have started 92 companies, published over 130 books, and created and found over 1,000 jobs. This man is Bill Wallace. So welcome, big Bill Wallace. Bill Wallace. Thanks for being on our show today. I'm glad to be here. Fantastic. Well, how are you all today? What's going on? Yeah, we're, we're doing good. We're, you know, we're, we're surviving. Is it, is it Friday yet, Brad? I think so. I mean, we, we missed a day. We had, uh, you know, no no work on Monday. So all the days are kind of confused now. I think we're close. It's got to be almost Friday. Almost. We're in there. <laughs> so you two that are listening to this, hang in. And, and you're in for a ride. We're in for a special treat today with uh, with Bill Wallace. Uh, Success North Dallas. I've been to some of the, the meetings at Success North Dallas. And Bill, what you built um, is really special. I mean, truly, with, with Success North Dallas. Uh, I think some of us who are listening uh, to the show have been to networking meetings. And I think when we hear those words, networking meeting, sometimes we cringe because we get that stigma, that connotation. You know what I'm talking about? Exactly what you're talking about. People are walking around with a deck of cards in their hand. You don't know whether you're going to be dealt number one or number 52. And I can tell you where those cards go, the trash can. Yep. Yeah, but the, the cool thing is you really, you've, you've got something. I'm, I was going to say you stumbled on something. I don't know if you stumbled into it, but can, can you maybe back up and tell us the story of how you created Success North Dallas, where the idea came from, and uh, just kind of the culture and values of Success North Dallas? Well, Success North Dallas came from a legacy brand. My mentor, who I was sitting in his office one day in October, in March of 1988 and he looked at me and he said Wallace when you figure out why I should do business with you come back now get out and figure it out that gentleman's name was Herb Kelleher and we just recently lost him and my other mentor who was sitting in the room at that same time was Roger Meyer largest Cadillac dealer in the southwest at that time and these were the two people I was fortunate enough to have as mentors uh, both of them I asked they both said yes. Why, I still don't know. <laughs> That's the statement that Herb made. Get out and figure it out. I spent the next six months looking at what people did not like in networking. And in October of 1988. How old were you when he said that to you? I'm just curious. He said that to me? Yeah. I was, uh, I was 38 years old. 
I'm an old guy. <laughs> and uh, I, I laughed. And he calls me the next day and he said, so you got it figured out? And I said, heck no, I don't have it figured out. I'm trying to figure out what you said anyway. <laughs> and we laughed. And we, we had a great, great relationship. It was an amazing time. It's an amazing legacy brand that he built. It's an amazing legacy brand that Gary Kelly is carrying on. In fact, I nominated Gary Kelly about legacy brands for CEO of the year for the second time. Wow. One line nomination. And the Dallas Business Journal called me and they said, we're getting five, 10, 20 page nominations. You send us one line. What is he doing in the community? What's he? I said, read your own paper. You write about him all the time. He said, seriously, think about it. And the nomination was very simply this. I nominate Gary Kelly, CEO here, second time in a row for creating transformational change while maintaining the culture and filling the shoes of an icon. And that was what they used at the award. I learned branding from her. And so what I did, I looked at the things people did not like. There were card pushers, what I just said, the card dealers. There were pitch bookers. There was selling of wares in the room, selling from the lectern. Uh, at this po that point in time, paying the speakers because they thought they owned the room. Granted, that's changed now. And uh, charging of guests, we had to make a modification in that. But in 31 years, we've never paid a speaker their expenses, and we've had speakers from all over the world. They come because of the people in the room. They come because of, when I looked at these things, card pushers, pitch bookers, selling of wares. One of my friends said, oh, no coins trade hands in the temple. I said, what an interesting analogy. And we created a safe space. A safe space where you can be you. You don't have to worry about having a car. I haven't asked, I haven't given a card away, even if you've asked me for it in 15 years, without first saying, May I please give you my card? Some people say, Well, I asked for it. I, said, I know, but may I give it to you? And it's just something to make a little bit of a difference. And then the final thing, and that was women. People did not want women in networking in 1980. Truth be told, Women became started going to networking. The wives would make the husbands quit. I think that was the story I was told. <laughs> to be and sending that herb, I went through the list. And I got to women, and women were my disruptor. Women were the way I created transformational change, because there wasn't a real place for women to network, and. Herb made this weird, this fun statement. If you know any of the history of Southwest Airlines, they started with peanuts, free alcohol, and hot pants. And he said, heck, Wallace, I gave them hot pants and booze. You give them women and networking. And it was 25 years later that I realized the true significance of that statement. We had our only lunch we've ever done. We always meet from 7 to 9 a.m. Ambridge Hotels paid for the whole thing. 440 people attended. Ross Perot welcomed, Boone Pickens hosted. We had the CEOs of Fleur, USAA, 7-Eleven, and BNSF all on the same dais, and we honored Nancy Lieberman. And one of my proudest moments, I looked out at that audience, 
and that audience was 50% women. And that was our 25th anniversary. Then I really understood what he was saying about transformational change, about disruption, and about legacy brands. You have to do something different. You have to take a risk. I had all sorts of people tell me all sorts of things when I said, no, we're going to be a third women. 30% was actually the number. And it was probably the greatest decision I ever made. And if one were to ask me today, why is Success North Dallas still here going into its fourth decade? I will tell you, we've created a safe space and we embraced women, business, women in the boardroom, women in the C-suite, and we did it right. And they were major, major contributor. And those are the two reasons really we're here and we've worked hard to protect the brand. Hey my friends. So if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, one of the hardest things to do is to generate leads. I mean, there's going to networking events, there's you know running your own Facebook ads, there's doing all of this work to try to get people. And here's the secret truth, is only 3% of all people are ready to buy today. And that's usually what we only focus on. So we've created a free resource called the Sales Volcano of everything that's beneath the 3% and actually how to talk to those people, how to warm them up. And we've created a free PDF for you to download so you can start using that today to help blow up your leads and sales. So go to 90dayvolcano.com or just click this link below and we're gonna give that to you for absolutely free. So 90 Day Volcano, enjoy it. Peace. Our members will even, we, we, we have a joke. We graciously toss card pushers. And I've had members come up to me and say, I hope I'm not upsetting you, but I asked so-and-so to leave or put their cards up. Another one will say, yeah, I, I counsel a couple of people, but it's not, this is not the place for them. Yeah. And our members self-police. It's the amazing thing. But what we do is we love on people. Because when you think about networking, what is networking? Yeah. Boom. Two people meeting each other. 80 chance. Both of the cards will go in the trash can. 95% chance one of them will. So after you boom, what do you do to make a difference? Is it the way you hand your card? Is it the fact that my card has one quarter cut off of it? Is it the fact that I hand it two-handed? Is it the fact that the card tells a story? As you can see, success is what we all aspire to do. The interconnecting C's, well, that's how we do it. And on the back of the card is connecting the right people for the right reasons at the right time. It even says since 1988, it gives a timeline. People look at the card, they remember it. That's an icebreaker. Or another icebreaker is, is, is the basic elevator talk. We created something with Jeff Hazel called the 118. 118 seconds is the average elevator ride in New York City. You have eight seconds to tell me who you are, and you have 110 seconds to learn everything you possibly can about me and leave me with a hook of some form or fashion, such as, wow, I wish this ride wasn't over. I want to hear more about what you do. Mm. Or I'd love to hear more about you. We get together and have a cup of coffee. Well, you've done something to create an opportunity to change this networking to this net weaving. When two people start to weave their networks together, the sum of the parts, oh my gosh, they're exponential. 
Because as I weave to my network, to yours, and yours is already woven to Matt's, and Matt's already woven to Jim Carey's, and Jim is already woven to Sue Smith, think about the exponential difference that we're doing. That's net weaving. So you boom, network. Then you love on net weave. And then you find yourself leading with the third level, and I think the highest level of network is servant leadership. When I meet you, the first thing I'm thinking about is who might I introduce you to that you could assist or that they could assist you. And believe me, it always comes back around. How can I, how can I help? Always comes back around to how can I be helped? Mm -hmm. The more I love on you, the more you're going to love on me. Yeah. No, I, I, I laughingly talk about the three A's of life, the three A's of anything. And the three A's are, you've got to be accessible. You've got to be able to find you. Once I find you, you've got to be approachable. You can't be looking over my shoulder to see who else is in the room. You got to be making right eye to right eye contact. You got to wear your name tag on the right side. You got to give me a good strong handshake, and you got to make me feel the most important person in that room. That's approachable. You have to be accessible. I have to be able to find you. Then you have to be approachable. You got to love on me. Is it not the passion of your embrace which governs the passion of which your wife, girlfriend returns that embrace to you? The same applies in networking. And then the final A is you've got to be accountable. Dot, dot, dot to that relationship that occurs from the first encounter. And rest assured, my friends, you do not know when that encounter is going to occur. Mm. It may be, for instance, I cut you off in the parking lot. I got out of my car. I didn't even acknowledge you. I strutted right into the building. And the next time you see me, I'm walking out on the stage to give a talk. I don't know what you're saying to your person sitting next to you, but I bet it's not very nice. You don't know when that's going to occur. But that's when the relationship with your new million-dollar client, the lady you date, that's when that relationship starts. So you've got to be accessible. I have to be able to find you. When I find you, you've got to be approachable. You've got to love on me. And then you've got to be accountable to that relationship that occurs at the first encounter. That's where it begins. That's where it's really determined. And you don't know when that's going to occur. So what does that say? That says networking is a 24-7 job. Yeah. That says networking is really the life you live. Mm -hmm. And the life you live determines the brand that you have. Because I believe that culture trumps all when it comes to a brand. I firmly believe that the brand of your company, the culture of your company, will be determined by the worst possible behavior you, Mr. CEO, tolerates from any one individual. Think about it like cancer. It takes one cell to kill you. It takes one cell to destroy a battle-ready brand. And when we look at it like that, then it makes us think about branding totally different. Because when a person goes to work for a company, even if it's their own, <clears throat> they still have a personal brand and a company brand. Which one's the most important? 
if I nurture you, my employees, your brand, you're going to nurture my company brand night and day. But if I don't nurture your brand and acknowledge your individualism, your right to be you, your right to wear your hair the way you want, your right to build your customer base, to build those relationships, then you're not going to get rat's food about right. So my company, I'll be destroying my own brand because I don't build you, the employee, up to have a battle-ready brand because it takes the soldiers to be battle ready. It takes the soldiers to win the battle. What is the battle that you all are trying to win? It's the brand. The brand sells. The brand gets loved on. Southwest Airlines. I'm sitting here at the Star. We have offices on the fifth floor, looking out over a press conference that's going on right now. I see every one of Jason Garrett's press conferences. Tuesday, I saw Ezekiel. I saw Zeke. He was out on the field in a hat doing warm-ups with the team, soft warm-ups. Hadn't even been formally announced yet. So Jerry Jones, that's a brand. That's a personal brand. Yep. The Cowboys is an empire brand. But yet two days ago, or was it yesterday, he was in New York City ringing the bell because his Comstock Ventures his energy just made a two point some odd billion dollar acquisition. Just a little. So, what is Jerry's? The Cowboys is that his five billion, the most powerful, the 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 most valuable sports franchise of any sport anywhere in the world by over a billion dollars in value. The biggest is that the brand? That's one of them. Is it Comstock? That's one of them. So all these brands. But then at the back of that, you have Jerry Jones. Then you have the Jones family brand. Then you have Charlotte Jones Anderson's brand. Oh, Salvation Army, Red Kettle. All of these things go in, and it's a spider web that they come back, and they build that one big brand that's really your battle-ready brand that's all-encompassing. It's the umbrella coming out of the insurance industry. You know, you had what you called your umbrella, and that was the coverage that caught all the coverage. Then under that, you had other types of coverage. But that umbrella, that becomes your battle-ready brand, and that's where networking gets you. You know, we, we were out at uh, DreamWorks, and, and it was uh, Super Bowl dreams. Everything DreamWorks had done to affect the Super Bowl and how they got there. What was the connection? Uh, at the FBI, it was making the community your eyes and ears. This is networking into your brand because I truly believe that access is the coin of the realm. And without access, I don't care how battle ready your brand is. I don't care how great your product is. I don't care how many PhDs you have. Without access, you have nothing. And networking is the insurance policy for a battle-ready brand. Wow. I did think a lot about this. Hey, 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 you gave, you gave us a lot of good one-liners right there. <laughs> but those are really good. And, you know, I, I think it's important to understand, like, you, you make the analogy for obvious reasons, battle-ready brands, and, you know, there's soldiers and generals, and we've all got, you know, different parts that we're playing. 
on on the army, so to speak. And and you had guys in your life when you were starting out that were those generals that you could learn from. They were in your life. They were speaking truth into you. They were helping. Sometimes they were in your face, like get out of my office until you have a good idea. Um, so I was saying. Talk to, talk to some of the guys that are listening here and they say, you know, I don't have a general like that in my life. How did, how did you come to meet Herb Kelleher? And what would you say to those, those young guys, maybe like us, who are, who are open, we're open, we're wishing that we had a general like that in our lives that we can learn from to, as we build our own battle-ready brand? I'll tell you two stories. The first is how did I get Roger Meyer, the largest Cadillac dealer in the Southwest, yeah. to be my mentor? And I did get him before her. I walked into I walked into his dealership. I walked into his office, and I said to him, "Mr. Meyer, my aunt Edna McDaniel, who owns Lakeside Realty, says you are the greatest salesman she's ever met in her life, and doesn't understand why you're not working for her." And he said, "You're Edna's nephew." I said, "Yes, I am, sir." And he said, "So what brings you here to buy?" Her? I said, "No, sir. Uh, if you're the greatest salesman in the world, according to my aunt." I would like for you to be my mentor. And he looked at me and he said, put his hands on his hips. He said, you're not even gonna buy a car, are you? I said, no, sir. <laughs> hey, that and he good. started laughing. He put his arm around me. He said, what are you doing the rest of the afternoon? And I said, my schedule was clear because I didn't know what you were gonna do. And he said, your schedule's no longer clear. And I, the whole afternoon we spent together and he had more fun introducing me around and more laughter at my expense. Like this, this crazy person he walks in and tells me I'm going to mentor him. <laughs> I think his GM said to him, well, it looks like he was right. Roger said, ah, and we laughed. And then I, in, in 1979, I received a letter that really changed my life. And the letter was, would you help us build a house? And I was 29 years old and I was a bit of a smart aleck. And I took a Sharpie and I wrote on it, if you're crazy enough to ask, I'm crazy enough to say, would you like to get together and tell me about it? Well, that was late 79, Valentine's Day of 1981. We opened the Ronald McDonald House of Dallas Dead Free. It turns out that in flight, a portion of Southwest Airlines, they started coming there once a month to cook. Then some crazy person had this idea that we should ask Herb Kelleher to do a PSA for us, a public service announcement, maybe around Christmas, and probably wouldn't do it. We should ask anyway, and I think I was vice president of community interaction at that point. And I'm going to take you back because we opened it debt free in 1981. And about six months after we opened it debt free, because I thought they couldn't do it without me, as that was the gas in my tank. That letter changed my life. Most self serving thing I've ever done. And it changed how I lived, how I thought about life. I, I can't even tell you everything that had changed. But one of those changes was that I asked. You know, we talked about doing it, a, a PSA announcement. Probably wouldn't do it. Kelleher shows up with a crew of his own. He said, this is a great idea. Why haven't you asked me before? Yeah. <laughs> Lesson 101, how to get a mentor. Ask him. 
Why haven't you asked me before about doing it? He did the PSA. We got to know each other. Uh, I went on the national board of charities with Ronald McDonald houses. Well, we actually started the Southwest Airlines Love Classic, the golf tournament. All these are other stories, but they all play into it. And that tournament now sells out in four or five days and raises net 600000 And the Dallas house was getting the proceeds. But then we came up with this crazy idea. Would Southwest Airlines be willing to support a house anywhere they fly that has this treatment center for critically ill children? Mm -hmm. I said, why haven't you asked us? That's a great idea. <laughs> and so through all of this, Herb and I became friends. Uh, I, drinking buddies. Hey guys, so if you're wanting to grow your business online, you need an online sales funnel that converts visitors into leads and then into customers without having to be an expert digital marketer or techno geek. You know, ClickFunnels has helped us grow our business and our clients' businesses too. And that's how 95,000 other entrepreneurs are building their business online. Today, over $4 billion has been processed through ClickFunnels and you need to get, you need to get a piece of that action. Yeah, that's right. So we're giving away a 14-day free trial so you can actually start building funnels for your brand. All you have to do is go to click.battlereadybrands.com. That's click.battlereadybrands.com. And I would be known to have a, a half gallon of wild turkey in my trunk. <laughs> I'm serious. Don't kid. Don't, don't even think twice about it. But, uh, and laughingly, so I'm in his office one day and I said, you know, I've been, your buddy, uh, Roger Meyer, has been mentoring me. And, you know, I, I, I don't feel right about not having a second mentor. And he said, you've got any ideas? And I said, yeah, I've got one. He said, really? Who are you going to ask? You. He said, Mike, I guess I'm in. How do I get them? How do you get them? You ask them. We started a group, Success North Dallas started a group of young executives and in three months they've done more than I thought they could get done in a year. So I get a call from uh, JJ who is Craig Hall's admin, multi-billionaire. They called him and asked him if they could have a meeting in his boardroom. <laughs> Not only did they have a meeting, they had a wine tasting. So ask them. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing what what that will do. So that's how Success North Dallas got started. That's how I ended up to, I mean, iconic, iconic mentors. And they're both gone now, but that was part of building the brand, the Success North Dallas brand, the Bill Wallace brand. And I'll never forget Nina Vaca. Nina owns a company called Pinnacle Technical Resources. After she got out of college, she worked for somebody else for six months. She called her sister in Houston and said, come to Dallas. We're going to start our own company. Or I'm going to start my own company. You're going to do it with me. Because nobody's going to hire us. It's not going to fire us in six months. Well, Pinnacle Technical Resources is now a billion-dollar company. Nina Vaca was speaking for me uh, when the economy was horrible. 
And she said, we have been working on building our brand diligently. And in this economy, this horrible economy, we're going to have a 20% increase this year. And why? If you don't have a mentor, get one. Better yet, get two, was the way she closed her talk. And she said, Bill, you're a perfect example of that. Look at this room and look at where it came from. Yeah, it came from your two mentors. So that's that's how you find your generals. That's that's, that's good. good. That's good. I mean, I mean, I think the, the key here is just is asking. You know, I've, I've got two business coaches, two are mentors that are great help. And you know, a lot of times for you know our, our listeners building a battle ready brand. I mean, take it from Bill. Don't be afraid to ask. Approach the people that you look up to the most and be bold and ask them and take that first step. Yeah. So, yep. you know, you, you talk about creating change through disruption, Bill. I'm wondering kind of two, two-fold questions. One, how did you do this? How did you create change through disruption um, in your business? And how did you do that through success in North Dallas? Well, back in 1988, I looked to fill a void. I looked where there was a void. I looked to eliminate what people did not like. And I let both of those be my disruptors. The disruption of not carrying around cards at a networking meeting. Yeah. yeah. The disruption of not everybody getting up and saying, my name is Bill Wallace, and I have Joe Silver friends. Uh, we didn't do any of that. Mm-hmm. We started early, but we started the meeting 45 minutes after everybody got there. Because we had a self-contained unit for networking. We had ground rules. If somebody asks you for a card, give it to them. If you want to give somebody a card, ask their permission first. Take it out of your pocket, not out of your hand. Sell nothing. This is a safe space. This is a no-sell zone. Sell only you and the person that you're talking with. That's who you really sell, and you sell them to somebody else. So we embodied the fact it's better to have somebody else talking about you than you talking about you. That's true. And we taught people how to do it. We did it at the same time, the same place. We've been at Prestonwood Country Club now for 26 years. Same time of day, same day. Train them, and they will come. Yes. So how did I create disruption? I actually invited people to come to meet Matt, to meet Joe. And strangely enough, they started inviting people to come to Success North Dallas to meet Bill. (laughs) I kept doing it and doing it, and they kept doing it and doing it. I couldn't understand why they wouldn't stop. But 95% of my insurance practice, my business, is coming out of Success North Dallas. And never once did I send out anything about doing mutual life or met to the people at Success North Dallas. Mm. Never once. So I trained them. Then they trained other people. And they became my disruptors. And their disruptors became their disruptors. And the chain kept going and going and going. In my business, I looked for points of access. I called Bill Howell, 
CEO, chairman of the board of J6, before they came to Dallas, when I found out they were coming to Dallas. I was part of the Addison Rotary. They were moving into a building right behind the Marriott Forum where we met. I came to Pizza Hut building, now it's something else. That's where Penny's office. Bill Howe called me back. System did. Three days later, and I said, Mr. Howe, I know you're coming to Dallas. I'm Bill Wallace, and I'm a part of the Addison Rotary, and I would like to invite you to come and visit us and to get to know us. He said to me, you know, I'm not the right person. Rotary has an attendance requirement. My father had over 50 years perfect attendance. I can't meet that requirement. But I want you to meet Alfred Al Lynch. He's our director of strategic planning and development. He's heading up a lot of this. He ran the United Way campaign nationally for me last year. And he's the incoming president of the New York City Rotary Club. I said, that's fabulous. Yes, I would love to meet him. So I sent him a thank you letter. I sent this thank you letter on New England Mutual Life letterhead. Never mentioned New England Mutual Life. I talked about Rotary. The phone rings. Mr. Wallace, do you have a moment to speak with Mr. Howell? Yes, I do. Bill, I noticed, disruptor, 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 that on your letterhead that you're an agent with New England Mutual Life. And I said, yes, sir, I am. And he said, we have a number of our C-suite that's insured by them. They have a very large presence here. Would it be all right if I gave them your name and your contact information? So whether they would want to do business with you or not, I don't know, but at least they'll have a Dallas point of contact. <laughs> As I'm choking, bring <laughs> out my response. Uh, yes, sir, that would be fine. He gets to Dallas. Oh, by the way, I ended up with a number of J.C. Penney C-suite clients. Wow! Because of that. Because of that, I look for a disruptor. When he gets to Dallas, he calls me, uh, and uh, not his secretary. He said, "This is Bill Howe. I I've got Al Lynch sitting in my office. We need to get together and get a time where the three of us can go to lunch." I said, "I'd love that. Who's buying?" They both just started laughing. <laughs> disruptor. We went to lunch. I met Al. Initially for Success North Dallas, I invited seven people together. I asked each one of them to invite one removed from everybody else in the room. And that was the nucleus of 14 I started with. Al Lynch was one of those seven. J.C. Penney's attorneys drew up our bylaws. We signed them in the J.C. Penney boardroom with Bill Howell as a witness. Disruptor. Oh, by the way, we want to give away some money and make our presence here known, but make it known the right way. What organizations would you suggest? We're looking at probably five to six million, seven million dollars, but at least five. And I said, well, I have this, this, and this, and I'm involved in this, and hmm, this is an interesting question. <laughs> at the end of the next year, Al Lynch was on five boards, and I directed the giving away of multiple millions because of a phone call that I made to New York City that never mentioned New England life. There wasn't a success North Dallas. 
Uh, it simply mentioned rotary. Hmm. I let other people talk about me and insurance. I talked about them and I talked about other things. And it's back to Southwest Airlines. Uh, the person that the ad agency that runs their co-op for this entire market involved with charities. And we went to lunch one day at Pompadour's and I pulled out some drawings. I said, you know, Southwest Airlines has a whale pie, Shamu, it's a whale. We should have a Ronald McDonald house pie. And I had drawn out this house with Ronald's arm over and I said, we should call it the Ronald one. He said, I don't think they're gonna buy that. And I said, fine. I asked, six months later, oh no, it was actually eight months, being that. Colleen Barrett, number two at Southwest Airlines, calls me. Bill, what are you doing next Thursday? And I said, I think I've learned, Colleen, what am I doing? She said, you want to go pick up your plane? And I said, excuse me? She said, yeah, it's not named Ronald One, it's named the Spirit of Hope. Wow. And it's at Boeing right now. So this plane comes in, and every overhead vent is painted by kids in the Seattle and Portland Ronald McDonald houses, painted by those kids. And there's a picture of Colleen and I walking down the aisle of this plane crying and looking at this and reading this. It's a battle-ready brand that's built by asking, by networking yourself into the community because the community networks itself right back to you. My interest in you is strictly going to be governed by the amount of interest you take in what you've heard time and time again. I, I, I disagree. My interest in you is going to be about the amount you love on me. Mm. And you create a safe space that you and I can build that relationship, whether that's a business relationship or a personal relationship. Think about it like this. I'm going to draw an oval. See that big old oval? Yep. That's a cow herd. All these dots in it, those are cows. Outside of the cow herd, there's four people. There's the trail boss up front leading the herd. There's two outriders to keep the herd in on either side. And there's the drag to pick up the strays at the back of the herd, four. So let's superimpose people. People you want to do business, that you want to do business with, people that you want to date, people, whomever it is, and let's change all of those cows to people. Why would I ever go inside the herd when four have already set themselves apart? What are you doing to set yourself apart from the herd? What are you doing to set your brand apart from the herd? Setting your brand apart from the herd is how you make your bank brand a battle-ready brand because there's a whole lot of coke out there. Wow. There's a whole That's powerful. Why is it coke? Yeah. Why is it clinics? They built a battle-ready brand. So for, for those of you who are listening, you have just been sitting under the tutelage of a very wise, experienced man who seems to have, well, you seem to have gained a lot of favor and, and I know you're a man of faith, but I, I find your message so refreshing, especially in a world 
where there are leaders today that are shouting hustle and grind and get out there and be heard and you know beat your chest and and so much of our culture today is just screaming at at, at everybody this message of to hustle work harder but you you're not telling people to work less you're telling them to work at things that are going to make a difference and i love i love the emphasis that you're placing on if you network into the community, it will find a way to, to network back into you. That's so refreshing. But I think your story is a little bit unusual. It's not every day that we, we hear a story like yours. It is, is, are the principles that you're telling us, is that repeatable still today with all the technology and, and software and everything that, that's at our fingertips today? Like, What would you say to the person who's listening who says, I just don't have time? to do all of those things that you've been telling me to do. I've got to go to work. Like I've got to get a paycheck. I'm going to give you three basic examples. I was on a panel with the Hero Club and C-Suite and it was on networking. And I was asked a question, how do you handle your social media? How do you take care of all this? You have so many connections. And I said, it's very simple. I block out five to 15 minutes every day. Mm -hmm. If you have a birthday, you get a note. It might be a canned note, but it's not something that I click a button. It's a note. I either send you a note or I delete you. It's that simple. That's how I stay in contact. Every, once a year, everybody's gonna hear from me. More than once, if they're on my Success North Dallas list. When we send out an email, the trickle down, it's a quarter of a million people. So a lot of people hear about us, uh, but the social media is, and somebody said, that's idiotic. I said, no, is it idiotic when you answer the phone when somebody calls you? No. Well, that reach out on social media is somebody calling you. I always respond. It doesn't take that long, and it can be a camp. Thank you. Whatever it may be. I sent out 32 happy birthdays this morning. On, on one and on another LinkedIn, I think I sent out 16 or 18. It took me eight minutes. So I do that. Yes, it is a it is a new world, but it's a new world that you can capitalize on. It's a new world that you can adapt to because it really it's simply a refinement of the old world. So you do have time to do it. I don't care what you say. You do have time to do it. You do have time to have social graces. Not already Brands Tribe, but we are privileged to have Darren and Kirsten here, found co-founders of Cloverleaf. If you are building a team uh, or, or have a team, this is an essential piece of software that you guys need to start implementing right away. And we're so privileged to have them here with us to explain why this is crucial to you building or battleground brand. We uh, started this company a couple of years ago because we had an awesome experience working on a team with a great culture. And with that, we were able to produce so much more than we ever thought we were capable of. And a lot of people have that experience, an amazing team, one time only if you're lucky. And so with Cloverleaf, we've put a lot of psychology data and calculus together to be able to expose what is it that makes a team great and so we help you recreate that magical team experience that everybody longs to have.
Come on to our product and get started. Whether you're a team of one, it's just you, or you're a team of multiple hundreds, um, we've got really easy ways for you to get started. Just come to cloverleaf.me and get started. And special of our Battle Ready Brands listeners, we have a code to get 30% off. You just type in Battle Ready 30 when you check out. You know, the number one issue today on, on college campuses that these kids are talking about is the lack of empathy, mm. the lack of giving a damn. And there's young people that want to come back to that. You, I am a faith. There's no question about it. Success North Dallas is not a faith-based organization, but we will say in the room, we are not a faith-based organization by the name above the door but by the actions of all in the room. We will say that in the meetings. We close every meeting. May you do what you love to do with people you love to do it with on purpose. God bless and God speak. And I close every talk give with that same thing because it leaves you with a fulfilling feeling, even if you're not a person of faith, in your heart, and heart is really the connector, and it leaves you there. We have forgotten social graces. We've forgotten how to write a letter. Believe me, when I get a letter, it goes to the top of the stack. When I get a handwritten letter, it's put in a separate file. And everybody that sent me a handwritten letter's name is on the cover of that file. It's When you think about it, somebody took a little bit of time to make me feel important to them. How am I going to react today? I met her to I met her to a young lady who's with me today. And we had a, a coaching session, a mentoring session, and you know it, it's it's not about tomorrow. It's about today. Just think about it like this. It's that knock that comes today on your door that will make tomorrow. Why shouldn't you answer that door? And if somebody else says, I meet, never meet a stranger. I can't, that's hard. I can't do that. I said, look at the bright side of it. You'll know who you like and you'll know who you don't want to hang out with. And they just started laughing. So, oh my gosh. How can you know who somebody is if you don't meet them? How can I work with your age group if I don't speak the language? of your market. You have to speak the language of the market. So when you find that market, learn how to speak its language. It is not going to turn out to learn how to speak yours until you learn how to speak its. Wow, that's good. Some, some good tips there. So, so Bill, I know we're running a little bit short on time, so we've got um, maybe a couple more questions, and then we're going to jump to our, uh, knockout our fun knockout round at the end. So you have a life philosophy about building blocks. I know you talk a lot about that. So what, what are the building blocks all about? Give us a quick synopsis of what that means to you. I have three basic isms I, I, try, I try to lead my life by. And the first one, Herb Kelleher and I put together together. If it's not fun, don't do it. If you have to do it, find a way to make it fun first. You can. That's number one. Number two, Always a double win. If it ever ceases to be a double win, fix it or get out now, not tomorrow. 
And the final one is, I'm always doing great. The definition of great may vary greatly from day to day, but I'm always doing great. AKA, I don't want to hang around with the bitchers, whiners, moaners, and complainers, because all they want to do is drag me down with them. Now, granted, if you want to change, oh please, please, I'll stay here, I'll help you. But it's like they're on the back of my book, and the other one that's on the back of my book is the question, is, the, is your glass half full or half empty? The response is neither. My glass is overflowing. Because if my glass is not pouring out to you, there's no room for something else to come into my glass. My glass is nurturing both you and me. And that's a crisis, shameless little plug. But being a catalyst for success, the fulfilling life of a servant leader, and it's full of those isms, uh, 141 of them. And I was trying to write a 60,000 word book. So this is idiotic. I can't write about myself. But I found a person we condensed the 60,000 down to about 6,000. See, so it's a book you can actually read and enjoy. I hope. Yeah. But anyway, all right. Next, yeah. next question. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna put the link a link in the in this video description for you to be able to go and pick up the book. Uh, I I did purchase it. It's on Kindle, so I can't really show it to you guys. Hey, but, yeah. hey! But yeah, my I, biggest fan, he has my book. I have your book. Yeah, you know, I and I've I've enjoyed hey. going through it. And uh, I love the ahas in there. They're they're very good. But like Bill said, if they're just little snippets, bite sized you can kind of just nibble on it throughout the day, in the morning, every day. Um, really encourage you guys to get out there and pick it up. Um, if you've enjoyed this little talk, I know you're gonna find some value in that. But um, we've got time, I think, just for our knockout round. Yeah, let's go to it. We, we might have to right. have for part two, Bill. This is really good. All right, all right, beat on me, knock me out. All right, <laughs> so our goal is, is hopefully not to knock you out or knock Brad out. Uh, sometimes I might get knocked out of the show, but. Uh, Hopefully not too much. But the uh, the knockout round is where we pit two brands against each other, and you have to be the one to decide which one is knocked out. So we try to keep these Done. Texas themes since uh, that's where we're, we're at right now. So round one of our knockout round is you can't be Texan and not like Mexican food. So we're going to say Chewy's or Glorious. Wow. Since I've been to both of them in the last 10 days, Glorious wins because of its bean dip uh, sitting at the bar first on your table. That hot bean dip that comes out with the queso. You can eat so much of that, you don't have to eat anything else. Glorious wins, I think, hands down. Boom. There yeah. we go. Glorious. You know, I was just at Glorious too last week and I haven't been there in a while. And I, I remember that bean dip. It's, it's good and fast. Oh. You sit down and boom. It's yeah. Good. And they're salty. You know, not taking away from Chewy's, Chewy's has the best carniest. Uh, Meat sauce for enchiladas and cheese enchiladas has the best I think I've ever had. But just when you start a meal with glorious bean dip, I mean, it just changes the whole meal. I, I agree with you, and I love their salsa. Yeah, we gotta we gotta stop doing this close to dinner time. Man. I know. This is, I mean, it's bad for us. Yeah, we always do knock around late afternoon. We're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, round two. Keep round two. So round two, we've got Whole Foods or Trader Joe's. And you can say neither if that applies. Uh. I like the employees at Trader Joe's better than Whole Foods. I like the family feel of Trader Joe's better than Whole Foods. Yeah. Uh, 
Whole Foods has got a lot more stuff than Trader Joe's, but at Trader Joe's, somebody's going to wrap their arms around you and love on you and make you know that they were there and you're asking about something. I've had this happen a couple of recent. Let's, let's just open a pack of that. Let you taste it. You know, that hasn't happened to me at Whole Foods and it's happened to Trader Joe's several times. They love on you. I, I agree with that. You know, Trader Joe's, Whole Foods kind of, sometimes they have like this little cart where you can, you know, kids can pick something from, but Trader Joe's has a wall, at least the one that I go to, where they can color on with chalk, they've got toys, and it's true, they always give my kids sick suckers, which, you know, gets them sugared up. But. And outside they have water for the dogs and a place for them. They'll even, you have a dog with you, don't want to take in the store, they'll send an employee out there to dog sit. Wow, that's crazy. That's amazing. That's yeah. cool. Okay, so next one. So round three, we've got Windows or Apple. I love the way my Apple phone and iPad, the interconnections, but the Windows operating system is better for my business and the way I work. Uh, doesn't have the same artificial intelligence that the Apple products have, but uh, and I'll find myself on my Apple phone doing stuff I should be doing on my laptop. <laughs> but I think the OS system, uh, and I'll put Windows Outlook, I'll put Windows over Google and and all of them, uh, because Ooh. constantly keeping it up to date and reinventing themselves to where you don't have to go out and buy a whole slew of new products. With Apple, you got to buy something today. you got to buy something else in six months. So that's my attitude. I'll take one this don't forget, I'm I'm old, I'm older. <laughs> now I'm going to ask you two the same question: When does it happen? <laughs> we know it. We just tell because I know what your answer is. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm unfortunately the the shiny new object Apple guy. I mean, I, I operate off the you know iPad Pro and iPhone, and I, I grew up being a designer, so doing graphic design. So I was kind of entered into the world, you know, for the last 14, 15 years on an Apple computer, so it's, it's what I've kind of oh, got yeah. and, and loved. Yeah, and I'm, I'm they, have a, they have a battle-ready brand. They, yeah, they do, they, yeah. they do, and, yeah. and, and you know, I just, I decide to use them both. So I've got an Android phone, but I use a MacBook Pro. And for some reason, I like the user interface of, of my, my Android that I can, you know, do more things on it than unfortunately Brad can do on this. I've got, I've got an Apple phone, an iPad, and I've got a Hewlett Packard desktop. <laughs> there you go. Laptop. So whatever. So is there a third? Is there a fourth question? There, there's another one. We're going to go back to the food theme. So assuming you like a good burger, uh, is it Whataburger or In-N-Out? It's Whataburger because they will triple fry the fries to where they're crunchy and crispy, and that's the way I like my fries. Uh, they will do customize where In-N-Out. Sometimes now, but I'll, I'll take quarter burger. There you go. I was I was getting a little nervous there. <laughs> a little yeah. So are you, if you're a, if you're a Chick Fil A guy, so we'll move to round five. Do you prefer the Chick Fil A sauce or Polynesian sauce? If you had to choose one. Chick Fil A sauce by just a little, but I don't really care for either one of the sauces. Okay. Yeah. Chick Fil A sauce. If I had to have a sauce, it'd be Chick Fil A sauce. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. fair. Mustard, mustard mayo, right? And ketchup. Keep to the basics. You know. <laughs> uh, round six. 
Uh, I hope you know these iconic taco brands. I like them. I like them both. I know which one's my favorite, but I'm curious to know which one is your favorite: Torchies or Taco Cabana. I'm gonna have to say Torchies because they come they come in, and I'll never forget my first time at Torchies. I said, well, I'm really trying to get some of this or this or this. Well, let's just make you this or this or this. Wow. And that sold me right then and there because they weren't about the product. They were about the customer service and building the product to the customer, not the customer to the product. Yeah. Yeah. And, and little, little fact, not many people know this. Torchies, like Starbucks, actually has a secret menu. Do they really? Yes, they do have a secret menu. If you ask them for their extra menu, they'll pull it out from under the desk and give it to you where there are some extra tacos that not everybody knows about. You know, and, and another thing in these restaurants, uh, what's your favorite or cook for me? Don't even order. Say, say, you'll be surprised. Say, say. You'll be surprised at some of the great food you'll get. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, we got last round. Two iconic movies: Rambo or Jaws. They both are so good, yet they're so different. <laughs> but the Rambo story. I, Rambo has a whole lot more messages in it than Jaws has. Yeah. Rambo could almost be called a teaching, a, tut a tutorial in some ways about life. Yeah. Jaws yeah. is about survivability and killing a shark. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also important life skills. It's super important. Yes. And, you know, I'm a scuba diver and I've been to the Valley of the Sleeping Sharks. I've petted sharks and it's all really wonderful. I'm just not good with a mechanical shark. If you're going to eat me, eat me with a real shark, not a mechanical shark. And right, so, I know I, I, I've got to go. I've got to go Rambo on you. All right. What about you two? Yeah, you know, I, I would I would agree. Um, you know, Jaws is a good movie. It's very iconic. It's done very well. I mean, it is a brand of sort, but but I'm I'm there with Rambo. I just there's just so much about that. That's like it's the ultimate guys movie. I mean, Rambo, just the, you know, he himself taking everybody else. Yeah. Come on, man. I think every man wants to be Rambo. Well, at some point in time, I, I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> so, I have a question for you all. Ready and fire. Why did you start this show? Yeah, I'll let you answer. I, I got the first one about the show, so... Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, you know, we we started this show um, initially because we were we were we took a step back from from the business and asked ourselves the question: Who are the favorite? Who are who are our favorite people that we like to work with? And we found out that it's it's people that are startups that are trying to create and build something that matters. Um, they're very mission driven, and once we you know. Once we did a deep dive into who it is that we like to work with, we thought, what's the what's the most value that we could add to them? What's something that we could create as far as content that's going to in, reinvigorate them? That's going to give them a you know fuel to their fire. 
Um, and so we just started throwing names around and kind of just brainstormed and came up with that, that name, a battle ready brand, really from the biblical story of David and Goliath. And, you know, the, the smaller brands and startups out there are entering into the economy, facing these giants, these Goliaths like Amazon and Facebook. And we're like, man, we want the little guys to win. I mean, we want there to be more Davids and we want these Davids to have a better shot. Me too. Win, you know, and so this is our goal through the show is really just what kind of content can we create them that's going to spur them on to, to continue down that passion and pursue their, their vision. You know, my niche market in insurance evolved to working with 164 startups. Wow. And I've seen the good, the really good, the bad, and the really ugly. Yeah. And I've learned from each and every one of them. But the world of the entrepreneur, you turn the lights on, you turn the lights off, you clean the toilets, and you get paid last. And that's a phenomenal world because my definition of an entrepreneur is one who has the ability and does share the vision. A vision is a succinct description in vivid words and phrases of not what is, but what could be. Wow. Share the passion of that vision and share the ownership while leaving almost all, but not quite, of the ego at the door. We still have to have some gas in our tanks. Yeah. And that's why I fell in love with the startup community. And I'm so glad to hear you say that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What, what, this has been extraordinary. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, so many things that you said today gave me goosebumps. But I, I again, I, I think it's, it's, I hope what we're offering is refreshing for people because there is just so much hype out there. And what I value more than anything is somebody who's been through it and has been tested and who's been consistent and is still there. I mean, for people to stay at that level of, of success, quote unquote, whether it be personal or professional, they're doing something right and, and, and we can learn from that. So again, I, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you've taken, you know, like an hour and 20 minutes out of your day, but uh, I don't take it lightly. And I, we really value your time. I appreciate you doing this. Thank you very, very, very much. I appreciate you all. I'm excited to have been here today and let me know how I can help you and may you do what you love to do with people you love to do it with on purpose. God bless and Godspeed. Thank you. You too. And I'll, I'll look forward to seeing you soon.